Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm wondering if you almost said Whoopee Week instead of Welcome to Survivor Cast International. No, I didn't. Really? But it is Whoopee Week. I mean, it is Whoopee Week, and this has hard Whoopee Week vibes. As far as this intro goes. Why does this have hard whoopee vibes, Jackie? Like, because we're doing the 90s. Isn't this like 90s-ish vibes? I don't know what the song is from. I associate the song with Rocky IV, which is an 80s movie. Okay. Well, 80s, 90s. Sure. Same Wait, thing, right? Yeah. A couple, couple decades ago. You want to introduce yourself to the good oh. people? I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, we're talking Survivor 42, Episode 6, Merge Time, baby. Now, since you evoked Whoopee Week, I just want to take a moment here at the top of the pod to say Happy Whoopee Week, which is a holiday that takes the entire month of April, (laughs) depending on our scheduling, maybe a little into May. And... Happy Passover, happy Ramadan, Ramadan, and happy Easter. Holy weekend. Yes, the Trinity. And happy Cody's turning 30. Sure, I turned 30 30. on the 15th. Turning 30. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else can we be happy about? Happy tax day. Tax day. Happy tax day if you live in the United States. (laughs) To our international listeners, uh, Happy Sunday, happy Monday, whatever happy day. Happy Friday. It's I don't the, know who's living in the past. What, the Ides of March? That was probably in March, not April, right? <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, cool. Just like this is a supersized episode, we had to do a supersized intro. Introduction? I love it. All right, now I have to say, you know, James Brown is dead. And he was formally given the title as the U.S. the U.S. ambassador to Funk by Colin Powell. Colin Powell named him the U.S. ambassador to Funk. So who's going to take over the role? I mean, James Brown has been dead for some time, so we need to bring back the Funk. We need a new ambassador to Funk. We need to send some. Uh... Is anyone funky enough? What about Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? He's pretty funky. Or uh, Vince, who's the dude? Anderson Pack or Vince Staples? Maybe Anderson Pack. He's pretty funky. What about uh, Caroline Rose? Mm. She's rather funky. I don't know. She <laughs> in a really different kind of way, but still rather funky. Hmm. I don't know if I think of her as funky. What about Funky Kong? <laughs> Donkey Kong's funky cousin. I mean, I don't think that's a musician. No, he also doesn't exist, but... <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that, so... You didn't let's... know that Funky Kong didn't exist? I definitely thought Funky Kong was a thing. Donkey Kong doesn't exist either. I mean, exists as in, like, the concept of him does, but, Oh, like, I mean, yes. He's not a real Well, monkey. no, I know. <laughs> but the concept of Funky Kong exists? Yes, Funky Kong. I've never heard of it. There's Baby Kong, there's Grandpa Kong. I think you're just fucking with me. Diddy Kong. I can never Funky tell when Kong. you're gaslighting me. Can I name the other Kongs? Um... There's so many Kongs. 
Donkey Kong's gaggle of friends. <coughs> Funky, me. Funky Kong is real. Yes. I am still a little sick, listeners. He passed it to me. Yeah, you can go back and hear me sick for a few weeks ago, and now Jackie is sick, but not with COVID. No, we've tested like four times. I feel like I should play the music again to celebrate not having COVID. Living in America. Toe to toe. Station to station. We have survived the whole two and a half years of COVID with no COVID. Yes. So today we're talking Survivor 42. I had to knock on wood. Great for our podcast. It just sounded like someone was arriving. <laughs> Who's here? It's COVID. Ah! ah! <laughs> we're talking episode six, the supersized merge episode. And uh, merge doesn't fully happen till the end so mm. i wouldn't say it's isn't next episode the true merge episode no this is the merge episode this whole episode is centered around them merging and is all merge themed and at the end of it they are merged this was the first episode we talked your child into sitting downstairs and watching with us they watched half of it and then they realized it was two hours long instead of just one hour and then dipped the fuck out they're 14 they do not like survivor they have little interest in it but we start with the taku tribe with mike pissed off and and how do you feel about the fact that chanel just openly informs mike that she voted for him i mean i think it's pretty stupid of chanel you know what kind of player mike is do you feel like you'd be able to keep it a secret I mean, is it like, is it worthwhile even trying to be duplicitous? Are the tribes too small? Could have blamed that? it on fucking Daniel. Yeah. Always blame it on the person that got oh, voted out. I always blame Daniel. I mean, he already said Dan the snow job, so. You thought I believed Dan snow job? Fucking ridiculous. Mike is hilarious. Okay, can we, we have to talk about the hashtag. What does that even mean, snow job? Um, I can't, I don't know <laughs> its etymology, but I do know it means like, it's akin to like him pulling the wool over your eyes, like him, his whole bullshit narrative, essentially mm. his snow job. I, I don't know why that means that, but that's weird. What it means. Okay. Cause I thought it was damn the snow job. And I was thinking it was some sort of like Caucasian derogatory <laughs> term, like crackers. You I believe that fucking snow job. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> Mike's throwing out some weird, obscure, but it's okay to do that against white people. <laughs> so I was just, I was just really perplexed. No, he said he was referring to Dan's snow job, Dan's okay. performance at tribal, <laughs> throwing people under the bus. Okay. Um. So she, Mike is pissed off at Chanel, but she's like, "Hey, all fair in love and survivor, right, baby?" And tries to kiss him on the lips a little, metaphorically, with her words to soothe things over. But and he bitch slapped her like Will Smith. Metaphorically, with his words. Exactly. But not to her face. to Because he's like, to her, he's like, yeah, you know, it's all good. We're tight. But then he's like, you know, in his confessional, he's like, I'm never trusting Chanel again. But That's I would snake. I would die for High and Lydia. Keep your mouth off my fucking name, Chanel. Keep my name out of your fucking mouth. By mouth, I mean parchment. Okay. And by, <laughs> don't vote for me. <laughs> my, Mike does like Jada Pinkett Smith. Mike mm. has alopecia. Oh. He's, he's also bald. What? And Daniel was like, can't wait for G.I. Jane 2 starring you, Mike. 
is your ball. <laughs> oh, God. Do you understand the reference? Will that? Smith would slap the fuck out of you right oh, now. Oh, my God. You're, what a, He's going to show up at our house. Who's no? It's Will Smith. Ah! <laughs> well, now that he's barged in here and slapped me, he's banned from the podcast for the next 10 years. <laughs> no, Will. You can always come on the pod. I will kick Cody off and up. If you, Will Smith, want to come on one. Yeah, you know what? If Will Smith wants to come on an episode, I will gracefully bow out. He can take my co-host spot for that episode or multiple (laughs) episodes if he wants to. We should make it clear that as a podcast, we do support Will Smith. We stand Will Smith. Although violence is never okay. No. The public... Why have... Sorry. The public railroading of him, his whole career doesn't need to be taken away. It's an opportunity to, like, maybe have a conversation. It's just a... The whole thing just feels like a giant bummer. Yeah, it totally is. Why did Will Smith and Whoopi Goldberg never team up in a fucking movie or anything? Is there a Will Smith, Whoopi Goldberg I don't know, but it'd be fucking gold. Mm, Berg. Um... (laughs) Maybe okay. maybe that Jackie is step one of the of road. Will's redemption. Yeah, the road hashtag to recovery. Hashtag Will Redemption. The Will Hashtag Will and Whoopi. Will Redemption twenty twenty three. Can we please? Can we please start that? Those two hashtags. When Will met Whoopi. I love it. Okay, let's roll into the Blue Tribe. The Ika Tribe. Uh, Tori thinks Roxroy has an advantage. She's really pestering him to get info on what went down when he went on his journey. Yeah, like won't let won't let it lie. Just like being super rude with him. She just like has no tact. Tori is tactless. Tori is tactless. How do you feel about Roxroy's decision? Just this whole narrative that he's doing of like, something went on, but I'm not telling you about it. Can you so trust dumb. me that it's in the best interest of the four of us? It's like, no, Rock- of course she's not going to fucking trust you, Roxroy. What are you doing, Roxroy? So what are- dumb. <laughs> Roxroy is being an idiot here. It's, very it's confusing. so, so stupid. Tori, they both come across kind of annoying. This, I, yeah. I like Roxroy more this episode than I have any other episode. He's starting to win me over with his intense dad vibes. But it's just like, you're not doing your game. He's terrible at social game. And as is Tori as well. They both have fucking awful social games. And it's like, okay, it's Drea and Romeo with these two. They're just like back at the shelter looking at each other as like slightly off behind them. Tori and Roxroy argue with one another. I don't love Romeo. Like, he's not one of my favorites of the season. I I don't dislike Romeo, but he's not in my top five. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like Drea is, like, the golden girl of this four, this group of four. Like, with Roxroy, fucking Tori, Romeo. Yes. I hope that, like... She is able to, as we're coming to the merge, like, find a different grouping and really, like, cling in. I think Drea may be in my top five. I, I, I like Drea. Drea is 1,000% of my top five. She has an interesting episode, both during the immunity challenge and then later on where she completely calls the twist of what's going on. Yeah, she's fucking smart. I like it. She is very observant and a smart player, most definitely. And I think she is 
physically formidable yeah what happens this immunity challenge aside and really just a tough moment right absolutely but um, we'll, get, we'll get to that and tori's fucking annoying everyone everyone's down to get tori out because it's just kind of like yes roxbury's being kind of stupid but tori's just being obnoxious and like drea says it's just never easy going or chill with her and she's just not someone that they mostly feel like they can trust yeah. I feel like there's been this like perception or like through how Tori's communicated, like they feel like Tori is ready to just jump ship. And like that's not something you ever want to feel with someone in such a small group. No. Well, okay, so now we have this moment. We have the Jeff looking at camera hey guys let me talk to you real quick come on come a little closer oddly enough my biggest parallel is survivor uk where Mm -hmm. mark austin would do a lot of looking at the camera kind of walking with the camera explaining basic functions of the game so i mean it's, it's kind of a weird throwback to that but yes he is explaining the time reverse go back change history the uh what are the the hourglass hourglass (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm just making frantic hand motions turning my arm up and down you know this thing but it's it's very similar to what they did on 41 with a few tweaks yes they say they're gonna make three changes one of them the reward food is from applebee's right jeff you know that's that's big, that's home, that's emotional. The bi- the three words that you associate with Applebee's, right? Big, big home, and emotional. emotional. I mean, like, you get a big meal, then you go home. And you're emotional. And feel very emotional because of all the shit you just ate. So, I mean, like, it's super valid. Like, that's big, home, and emotional. You know what, Jeff? 100%. I'm totally okay with... Applebee's is the food sponsor for this episode, whatever. And Jeff as host yucking it up a little bit and the castaways doing it. I feel like it goes a little bit far this episode. A little much to be like Applebee's is home. It's like the the mana of revitalizing your connection to your love of America. With some burgers. And it is just like always hilarious that it's full on an Applebee's commercial too. One hundred percent. The quesadilla burger, the whiskey burger. Well, we'll get there. We'll okay, get there. Okay. Um, the second change is that instead of like keeping it all a secret, what's being done, they're letting them know that whoever they send to exile will be making a big decision. Yeah, we'll have the ability to significantly change the game is how they frame it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good change. Do you remember what change number three was? Um, Applebee's? (laughs) I think it is. It's like, does it have something to do with the fact that you can either send the person and give them that power? Go yourself. Or give up the food and elect to go yourself? I think that might be it. Um, I think that's tied in with the last one, kind of, of, like, letting them know that whoever's going... But it's just, like, something along that fucking line, you know? I feel like the main thing is, like, you're getting Applebee's, and you now know that 
the person being sent to exile has the ability to significantly alter the game. Totally. How do you feel about that? Um, it doesn't change. It doesn't end up changing the game at all. So it kind of feels like it's a mute point. It is a little bit of a moot point. I do think it is good <laughs> that it's like, it's not because people get pissed off about the hourglass thing. Mm-hmm. I think my gauge of fan reaction is they generally don't like it. That it's like kind of a dumb twist that you're punishing people arbitrarily or you're giving one person the ability to just 100% 180 something that happened. And I think there is some question of would they have kept it in 42 if the two seasons weren't filmed back to back because of fan reaction to it. So with that in mind, I think, okay, slightly more transparency. You know that this person is going to be given some type of advantage. Huge power, yeah. Right, and that it's being touted up as a bigger than normal. It's not going to be just a hidden immunity clue or even an idol, probably. Right. I think that's good. You're right. It is good that they... I didn't take into account the previous reaction to it. And the fact that, like, the last person who was sent there fucking changed history and then fucking won the game a hundred percent so it was like literally a million dollar decision that we, she made could roxroy win no absolutely could, fucking not you don't think so you think no full way stop no full way he stop, wins no way roxroy is winning this game it seems pretty unlikely to me i mean there's like uh one one hundredth of a percent chance i feel like that roxroy would win this game mostly because he doesn't he really doesn't have a great social game that's the thing he hate like he is not pleasant to be interacted with he does not know how to be strategic yeah and he like is hard-headed in regards to like, I'm gonna make a decision and stick with it. Like very much. There's no fucking way he's going to win this game unless things change. Maybe, but <laughs> it, it does seem unlikely. Yes. All right. So, and I I kind of do like the Jeff talking to camera moments. It's great. He he's charismatic enough to pull it off. So uh, come on in. Yeah, he teases the merge, tells them to drop their buffs. They all just think it's normal merge time, and then he curbs their expectations. Not yet. Uh, and it's just like, okay, you're now tribeless. You have to earn your way into the merge. We're going to be divided into two teams and compete in this pretty intense challenge. You got to dig out and pull up the boulder and get three keys climbing up on top of the boulder. Two or three keys. I, I think it's two, maybe three. And then, yeah, you're forming human ladders to climb on top of this big obstacle course. Once you get to the top of that, you're competing, you're building 75 piece two puzzle. people are yeah. building a giant puzzle. Um, And that will earn you the er, merge buff, the immunity Applebee's. in the next tribal, and Applebee's, meaning that they do not have to compete in the first individual immunity. They only have to vote. Yes. Which, I don't know if I like that. That ends up being, like, five people you can vote for. I don't know how I feel about the change to Merge in general. Like, the compete to get into Merge, the lack of a unified Merge feast, all is a little bit of a bummer. I was trying to think, like, what the food item was from 41's Merge. I think it was just generic food. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't fucking remember. 
couple of funny insights when we get to them actually eating Applebee's, but we'll get to that. He, as he's talking up what they're going to eat from Applebee's. Yes, people start to fucking freak out. The big... You're going to get some honey barbecue sauce. Sure. You've got the quesadilla burger. You've got the bacon cheeseburger. The whiskey cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, like... Fish bowl. That was the thing. The shark bowl fucking margarita with gummy sharks in it. And brownies. You know, I I appreciate the people that don't really yuck it up. Like your Omars and your Romeos who are just like, oh, okay. But then you have like your Maryannes and... A few Tories. Other, Tories who are just like screaming, oh. orgasming right. at the thought of Applebee's. Yeah. Like the most mid-tier oh my God, generic. I love Applebee's. Also, oh. like any of those burgers just sound awful to so eat gross. on a hot day after I've eaten very little for and the last ran, yeah, like, two weeks. No, thank you. <laughs> That's the thing. And only offering like burgers as the main course. Applebee's has like some great taco options. Or salads like, with protein. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking like mm-hmm. Asian zinger salad or some yeah. shit. <laughs> or like one of their like spicy chicken grain bowls like a fucking there you go they don't they're not sick of rice they haven't been eating rice so no i want a bunch of red meat and bread please that's uh, gonna go down really well and I'm, cheese yeah. and fatty bacon and sugar like a Thank giant you. fish bowl of sugar and, and brownie and booze i guess like i yeah i just want my headache that i definitely have from being mildly dehydrated mm-hmm. to go to 11 Jesus. And a brownie. Let's and have it. you do see, like, in front of Jonathan. Oh, well, okay. fuck. Well, let's hold okay. We're, yeah, we're, we're not about... actually talking see? about the food. We're, we're becoming <laughs> an Applebee's commercial just like the fucking television show did. Uh, yeah. So, so two okay. people have to sit. They're There'll drawing be five rocks. people on each team. They draw rocks. The teams break down. The blue team. High is praying prior to them revealing their rocks. I just want to let yes, you know. Yes, I also noticed that. Um, yes. Blue team, we have Mike, Omar, Drea, Romeo, Chanel. <laughs> On the orange team, we've got Jonathan, Lydia, High, his praying worked, Tori, and Marianne. <laughs> yes. Meaning that the two sitting out, whose fate will be decided by the winner of this challenge... Lindsay and Roxroy. Absolutely. So, yes. Um, they have to start by digging out a boulder. This giant rock that's half buried in sand. And um, yellow team is communicating really well. Orange team. Orange. Yes. Shit. Okay, well, they're all digging in the re- like the same direction. They're talking about building like a ramp up. We're blue? Question mark? Is yes, blue. Blue. Blue and orange? Okay. Yes. Thank you. I have yellow. I don't know. Orange, yellow. Blue is like kicking the sand in different directions and like trying to use their feet, but it's not really working because you can't get right against the ball. So you're like still left with the ball slightly dug in. I just kind blue looks like a hot mess where orange is a well-oiled machine. Yes. And then very early on, Jonathan 
calls down the power of the gods from Olympus and Let's is try this imbued with the strength of 12 dozen men. And yes, Draw. he's like, he hops out. He's like, let's try to get it out. He very easily pushes the boulder up and then they're just fucking off. It's the same old well, story. He, he gives it like a loosen. He's like, oh, it moves. Let's all try it. Okay, and then yeah, yeah, they yeah, get yeah. it all together. That's true. I'm exaggerating. You are. But yes, but there is, it's just funny to watch they start to move the boulder along and like Jonathan at multiple times has to like run in front of it to slow it down. Cause he's got so much momentum going and literally just turns himself into a brick wall. Yes. And also like, yeah, he just throws himself against it to stop it. And there's also multiple times where he like the rest of his tribe is kind of running behind him as he's running alongside the fucking boulder, boulder. keeping it moving. Uh, I feel like, in 41 digging out the boulder took a long fucking time i think i'm sure it's very heavy but there are a bunch of you and i think you can get it out sooner than you might think if you put some weight behind it all of you pushing into it because blue gets it out relatively quickly too. not too far behind them as they're getting it out omar twice like almost slips into the hole that the bowler was in and i'm just like my god he's gonna be fucking indiana jones style crushed to death by this boulder for a minute i'm like okay well jonathan's got the physical aspect but who's gonna even do the puzzle but then i'm like oh shit they have lydia and marianne which both seem like good brain puzzler people and it's like because jonathan's been counterparts with omar and he wasn't on the tribe so i was like how is that gonna work but we'll find out as roxroy watches the challenge he leans over to Lindsay, and he's just like watching jonathan i'm so impressed by him me too roxroy he's quite the specimen right like quit fucking blowing up jonathan uh, yeah, and I mean, like, they get their boulder all the way through the obstacle course into put it in its pedestal and then climb up Jonathan's body onto the obstacle course. And then he hoists them up one by one until high's the last one and then pulls high up. Right. And... High gets a running jump and starts and then Jonathan grabs him and, you know, pulls him all the way up. And then, yeah, Lydia and Marianne have, like, a decent amount of time to get started on the puzzle because Blue is still back on the ball working to, like, by the time that they get to the puzzle, Blue is, like, just getting their ball into the hole almost. Yeah, like, Jonathan almost has to dodge their boulder as he is the last person to get up to the very top of the The first, but then, yeah, throws them all up. Um. And then the uh, blue team runs into some issues here. Mm-hmm. Mike is like, okay, I'm going to use my fireman training. I'm first up and then I'm going to be on top of the ball and help people get on top. Works for everyone except for when we get to Drea. Who has the hardest job because she has no one to help her get up and over the ball. Exactly. like pe- She's been helping hoist people's feet up. But now Drea has to like do a run and jump and grab Mike and then climb does not turn out well she falls twice mike kind of tries to turn himself into a human bridge and you know she grabs onto him briefly and falls again but gets kicked in the face oh yeah yeah she's like climbing up his leg and he like bends his knees to try to help her pull like 
oh, I'll bend my legs so it'll pull you up. But she's not expecting him to bend his legs. So he moves his legs. She lets, like, she loses grip. And his foot goes straight into her face as she falls. It's, you're smart. Because I did not, I'm like, how, why is he kicking his legs in this moment? How did this even come about? And that's 100%. He's trying to leverage her up using his leg, which is a horrible idea. The only reason I rem- I caught that is because he does the same exact thing with High, but it works with High because High is so, like, light. Yeah. Well, it doesn't work with Drea. No. Then they end up sending Romeo back down. And so he or can Romeo, help. not high. Yeah, Sorry. he sends Romeo back down so he can help Drea up, and then he's lighter so they can get him up. And yeah, it's funny, like just they're literally just climbing on top of old Mike, stepping on him, shit, to get on top. Like Romeo, at least kind of avoids Mike on the way down. Drea just like full on like Steps knees on and legs on his body. It's intense. But by the time that they get up, like, Lydia and Marianne have a very good start on the puzzle. And then... Uh, there is this moment, as Blue Team is trying to get up, where Jonathan says to Marianne, why don't you, while Lydia's doing this, why don't you keep flipping over all the pieces so you can see them? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. We've got all the time in the world. Don't worry about it. Totally disregarding him. And then another moment... With high, another yeah. Where I don't remember what exactly is said. Uh, high is like you've got a good lead, but don't like get complacent or don't get like lazy or something like that. And I, I know it's not lazy, but like it's it essentially in the a completely normal teammate way, being like, yes, we have a lead, but keep going. They can catch up anytime. And Marianne is so snotty with him, super fucking sassy. Oh, thank you so much for the reminder. I love the reminder. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I didn't even think of that or some bullshit. It's like, Marianne, comments like that are going to get you in fucking trouble. Yes. And it comes down where, you know, they are puzzling neck to neck. But Marianne and Lydia just had way too much of a dominant lead. Even Jeff. I feel like he does a thing that is not normal for him where there's still a few pieces to be put in for the one. And he's like, oh, but there's no chance. Right. It's just a matter of a few moments now. They're going to win it in 10 seconds here. Exactly. Like, there's no way because there's nothing out of place and they have four pieces where you have like 30 pieces left. There's no way that they can. Yes. So the winners now... Side the fate of the two people who drew gray rocks and one will be exiled for two days without any shelter or food while the other joins the merge feast. They like come together and you hear some comments about how they don't like Roxroy. And then uh, what was it? Hi says like, oh, we made the decision based on who looked like they needed to eat. So uh, we're going to send Roxroy and keep Lindsay. And Roxroy's like, that's some fucking bullshit. Like, no one's been eating. I know. The minute they start to say that, before they finish it, he knows that it's not him. 
I think he's maybe justified in feeling frustrated at that reasoning. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm fucking hungry too. You know, like just because I'm a bigger person or because I'm a dude, like Roxbury isn't even particularly large by any, like he's also fairly lanky. And like usually men are used to consuming more calories too. So technically it should be the other way around. He is happy to be getting the advantage, however. Yes. And, uh, Jeff's like, don't worry, losing tribe, Blue, you will go back with some rice. So don't you fret, you'll get to go eat some rice. But it's like one serving. Yeah, one serving of rice. Unclear if it's one serving for them all to share or one, one serving, serving a piece. Person, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they get that. So then we switch over to, I mean, now we're just full on in an Applebee's commercial. Yes. Uh, Jonathan is particularly loving the food. He makes this comment that since he's twice as large as everyone else, he has to eat way more. There's this moment where he eats a chicken, like, on-the-bone chicken wing, and he puts it, the whole thing in his mouth, and, like, takes out the bone. I, like, don't even understand how that's humanly possible. Cartoon level. Absolutely. He says that his usual meal is 18 eggs, nine pieces of cheese and grits which begs so many questions of like how are you preparing these eggs how often a day are you eating that as your primary meal yeah and like are you eating like an insanely large omelet or like fucking just a scramble just in a big cup raw raw eggs and then one hunk of cheese he's doing something right so it's working for him so although i worry his heart is just gonna explode one day (laughs) Um, Tori is spilling all the tea and it's not a fucking good luck. No, very sloppy. Just being like, Roxroy, I'm the last person he would want to be choosing his fate. And, you know, I don't like him. He doesn't like me. And I don't know, just very like sloppy and not well explained and non-strategic in spilling the tea, but just like doing it in a desperate way almost very much so very much so in a way that like reads like oh she is not well liked or received and she's very much just like getting shit out of the way a hundred percent uh yeah she's just dishing 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 uh and she does make a somewhat funny comment of you know, Roxroy, all he cares about is the fucking fire and the shelter anyways. So he's probably loving it over on Exile. <laughs> and they laugh. They eat their la- they eat their Applebee's and they laugh at Roxroy. They do. Uh, yeah, and Jonathan's got a beer in front of him. So I noted that, too. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not note that. Yeah, he's got a big old beer. Meanwhile, the losers are really struggling with the lack of food. But Drea fucking calls it. She's like, I betcha that Roxroy can make a switch and that there'll be a little uh, we win to maybe. Yeah, like (laughs) she can like, oh, it's crazy. Like she 100 percent just calls like, I think he might be able to change the game in some way. And he's my ally. So I'm fucking hoping that pays off for me. But I can't bank on it. Right. That like somehow we're safe and they're not. She literally like says that. I think and like. I don't want to at all discredit. Like, it's amazing that she calls that twist. And to me, it's just like, yeah, she's just thinking. 
She's she's smart. like she's fucking smart and she's taking the time to think. And that is so like that's invaluable. And that's something myself included that I don't think many people would be able to be doing while in this situation. Well, even so, like both here and at the reward, they comment on how like Jeff said something along the lines of, like, are you sure one of you don't want to go or like so I didn't catch that. And when he was like asking who wanted to be sent to exile so much, but she like brings it up here too and like oh you know jeff questioned them so i bet you it's big enough and to like, make a huge difference warned them almost yes and then so dre uh, romeo like apologizes for looking like crap we forgive you romeo you look fantastic and then mike and drea kind of hook up um just oh i've got my allies and these are like our mutual enemies and we can build a pretty strong bond here and mike also recognizes that dre is very smart cut to exile day 12 roxroy's making some rice and he's fucking hilarious listening to roxroy talk to himself holy moly jiminy crickets like yeah i know he's very corny talking about his bored nagging wife back at home he is a little bit of trouble starting the fire the nagging wife comment is so funny he's just like you know man i'm out here in fiji no wife no kids like you're you're gonna, you're gonna fucking watch this with your family exactly rocks right it's not a fucking good look man <laughs> most people are like i miss my wife he's like you got no lady nagging just, my ear off i can just fucking enjoy this this is just me time you know, I'm going blind, but then I don't have to look at my nag of a wife anymore. You know, it's funny because I'm laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> we give him a hard time, but I do like Roxroy. And <laughs> his corniness where he's just like, oh, this is just beautiful. And I'm in the moment and I'm lucky to be here is endearing, I think. But he also finds the hourglass i can never fucking think of the name of what that thing is called i, I know like, you can't the time sifter the like the sand box he finds the hourglass and he's like what the fuck is this thing doesn't know tucks it to the side <laughs> and yeah he talks about how he does have this eye disease and he may be going blind and he's but had he's eye surgery gets to wear some super cool glasses because of it his glasses do look pretty fly he looks pretty fly he's a good attitude he's taken lots of mind pictures remembering this forever just loving that fiji life hell fucking yeah well cody Let's roll on until we're at immunity and then take a pause. How about that? All right. I'm into it. So let's come back together again. Yeah. The winners return from their Applebee's feast and the tribe is united. And uh, we get some love. We get some like hugs. We get some like, oh, what's your name? I like your smile. You're cute. <laughs> we get Drea, High, and Lindsay reuniting for the first time since episode one when they had their split idol. I love like. For me, ready? I want High Lindsay Drea with fucking Jonathan and maybe Omar. Okay. I don't hate that. Right there. Top five. Boom. Done. I like the Throw in Lydia, maybe. Yeah, Sorry. sure. Throw in Lydia. That's got that'll work out just fine. <laughs> no spoilers. Um <laughs> I do like hashtag the three amulet queens. 
Yeah. Lindsay High, Andrea sticking together. Let's be pals and not like fucking all a little bit wary. High in particular. High has a hard time trusting people and maybe isn't one you can trust fully, but I hope they can stick tight together. I agree. Uh, Romeo starts to hook up with Marianne, the small people alliance. The tiny tots. There's this awkward moment where he like puts something in her pocket and it kind of looks like he's like fucking to check to see if there's like an idol in her pocket. I don't know if he put something in her pocket or if he's just like grabbing at something that's already in her pocket. But it is a very weird moment. And then Marianne reflecting on like how she's trying to be a listener, not putting anything out there. Just agreeing to other people's ideas. And then cut to Marianne talking to everybody. Right. Mike and Jonathan, uh, the two simple, lonely, gigantoids, or at least that's how people view them until they get to know them. Exactly. Uh, just bonding over being large men. So that's fun. And then there's this really fun, uh, well, I won't, I won't say fun. There's this really touching interaction and like observation between Romeo and High. So, like, Romeo is gay, right? Part of the queer community. I'm, not going to say he's necessarily gay, yes, but part of the LGBTQ plus community. He's telling the story of how he met his partner in front of the tribe. High is. High is, Not yes. Romeo. High is, yes. Romeo is observing this happen, is what I'm saying. Yes. And, like, this, like, cut to talking head of Romeo, like, not being out to all his family, having this, like, stigma with like his culture and his family and not wanting to like be shunned or a disappointment or anything that is like, or perceived differently. Yeah. yeah. And hi, just kind of comforting him and talking him through it and being a, a sounding board for all those anxieties and worries. It's always interesting to be a person on, I mean, you see it more so on like RuPaul's drag race just because of the nature of the show. But, like, I can't be a person, I can't imagine being a person who is closeted going on a reality show and that being, like, the avenue that family is going to find out that you're a part of that community. Absolutely. Must be stressful. Really hard. And then, yeah, after that touching moment, Omar joins in on the fun. And uh, now he knows that Chanel backstabbed him. Yes. Hi warns him that Chanel cannot be trusted. And now... the only reason he's there is because. Yes. Yeah. Because Lindsay or not Lindsay, because Chanel lost her vote. And so Omar's like, oh, fuck. Like, she didn't even fucking tell me. That means I lost my vote, too. Yes. Uh, what? We find out that it's Omar's sixth anniversary. He tells Mike that he's a virgin, that he's saving himself for marriage. So he's got this little, we do get these nice little smattering moments of more depth of the people. It's not always strictly gameplay strategy. Yes. Um, High talks about needing to get shit in order. I need to establish agency. But then they build this alliance of eight out of the 12. And that's like, you don't necessarily want an alliance that contains 75% of the tribe. I agree. It does seem way too big. I just like the bigger it is. Obviously, there's danger to like your majority not having a supermajority, but the bigger it is, the larger is the 
potential. I don't like my words are just falling. When apart. things like need to fracture, yeah, right? there's more points for it to fracture. There's more people to snipe from within. It's harder to maintain because there's more people inherently. Um, but they pretty much decide like targets are Tori, Chanel, and Marianne. Tori and Chanel mostly. Marianne's like a backup. Yes. Um, and then Chanel approaches the group. It's oh, one of God. two very awkward yes. moments where she comes up, they give her lip service for like 10 seconds, and then... Walk away. They, they all oh, fucking walk away. Time to hit the trail, I guess, for no reason at all that has anything to do with you. Goodbye now. And then almost, like, cut to almost exactly right after them doing the same fucking thing. Yes, very quickly after. In between, there's, like, some chat with Drea. I fucking love Drea. What do you think about this moment where Chanel is like, I don't trust Lydia. She seems so out of it all the time. Like, as hmm. if Lydia's, like, high or something. She's on a fucking island with you, man. There's no way. <laughs> Although Lydia does kind of remind me of uh, Spicoli from Fast Time at Ridgemont High. No fucking clue what you're talking about. Hopefully the listener does. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Roxroy pulls a pop-pop moment. Oh my gosh. Rocks a little magnitude. Hashtag magnitude. Hashtag community. Um, and then Jeff comes to visit Roxroy. And I really wonder how old Jeff is here. I mean, like, 75 years old? He looks like the fucking Crypt Keeper. The shadows in his dimples while he talks to Roxroy look like the crater of the moon. Um, but yeah, he's like, Jeff is impressed by Roxroy's shelter. Um, and then he's like, oh, fetch me that hourglass, my boy. And Roxroy scuttles off and gets old man Jeff the hourglass. <laughs> Jeff is 60, I must say. Okay. Jeff will turn 61 two days before our one year wedding anniversary. Damn, Jeff. I think, yeah, he's just like, he's had some work done yes. to keep that face a little bit too tight. A little too tight there, Jeff. Those boy. dimples are bolted on a little too tight. Um, And then, so yeah, we get this explanation again of like you smash it and like you're safe and the people who weren't safe are also safe and if you don't then everything stays the same. Roxroy, you can change history. You can pull a Superman and fly against the rotation of the Earth and turn back time. For a minute, I really don't feel like Roxroy's going to do it. No, the first thing he's like, I see, you know, as far as pros and cons, I see the con first, that people are going to be pissed off at me if I go through with this. But then he does bring up the Tory factor. The Tory factor. It's so funny that he's like, people will be mad, but it could help my alliance. And then there's the Tory factor. <laughs> I was shocked. I, I definitely thought that he was not going to do it. 100%. But, you know, revenge is sometimes too sweet to pass up. And with that sweet bite, we're going to take a pause and let it sit on your tongue <laughs> until we come back with immunity. Okay. Be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International Merge Tastic episode. 
We're at the immunity. Hell Jack yeah. Lamb. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Hell, Hell yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Roxroy's talking to Jeff, telling him that he's been lonely, that he's been missing him and all of his friends on Exile Island. But you know who he hasn't been missing? Tori. That nag of a wife of his back at home. <laughs> I think we already talked about this, but it's oh, very I know. Funny. I I know we've talked about it. I just have to bring it up again. Did we talk about how Roxroy is like, on one hand, they did lose fair and square. Not everyone gets a trophy. Just being like super boomer dad in that moment. <laughs> yes, super boomer dad. So Romeo's like shaking his head at Roxroy. Like, fuck yeah. Change time, my friend. And, and then Tori. Tori. Tori like goes off like... Roxroy, we knew that you would have power. Oh, okay, but <clears throat> he does it. Oh, he does it. He yes, changes. he smashes. I thought that you were saying that with Romeo. He changes. Yes, her story. I didn't expect it. I was not expecting Romeo to, or I was not expecting Roxroy to smash it, but he does. I also did not expect it. And uh, yeah, I didn't think he had the gall. No, I think he. I didn't think he'd want to make that many waves. A Superman did. He pulled a soldier boy and Superman did. That hoe? Have you ever seen the original Superman movie when Lois Lane is crushed by rocks? So he flies against the rotation of the Earth, making it spin the opposite way, turning back time no. to save her? If I could turn back time. Also a good, I love that, some Cher. Do you think Roxroy likes Cher or Superman? Both of those things. Roxroy is obsessed with both. But Roxroy does smash the hourglass. He smashes it. And Tori, okay, Tori gets all like, Roxroy, we sent you there with power because... We knew that you'd want power over food, Roxroy. Tori, Tori's making... So uh, why did you do this to me? She's making a clown of herself here, right? It's like you tried to... I mean, yes, you knew that Roxroy was apparently going to have some power, but he was not sent... You even were openly speaking at the feast of like, Roxroy is the last person who would want me in charge of his fate. Fuck him. Ha ha. I know. Glad yeah. he's on exile, tending that fire like he likes the bitch. Just then, uh, sticking that fire and uh, building poking, that shelter. Poking around like he do. Yeah, Roxroy. So, yeah, she's just upset and lashed. Tori has such a low social game. It. I think she thinks she has a high social game, but like... Other people just watching her make a fool of herself here are like, ooh, ee, Tori. Roxroy says that they all deserve a second chance. And then High's like, I kind of like High's attitude of, I'm unhappy about this, but hey, there's no free meals. So I'm not that surprised. And right. He's not complaining about it. We got to eat. They had to eat rice. Really did still get to eat. They don't take the Applebee's away from them. The other people don't now get Applebee's. No. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so then what they have to do is they have to backwards stack the word immunity from bottom to top on like a wobble tray that they have a rope connected to. Hashtag wobble tray. Hashtag wobble those blocks. Hashtag wobble blocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you have to like walk backwards, holding your rope tight, keeping the balance of the Clock. wobble tray. And if they fall... You know, you got to start over. Yeah. 
So we get the reveal of the new immunity necklace. Everyone gasps. Um, and Jonathan, unsurprisingly, takes an early lead. I have that at some point, Jeff Probst says badass. He does say bad. He calls the necklace badass. I thought okay, that was weird. Yeah, too. I like took note of him saying badass because I'm like trying to be cool now, Probsties. That's pretty badass necklace, it's, huh? It's super badass. Yeah, that snake necklace. It's pretty badass. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Okay, Jeff. Calling anything badass is the opposite <laughs> so of so ridiculous. There's no, there's no time you can say something is badass and not sound like a complete loser. The minute I saw this challenge, the only thing that came to my mind is fuck. I wish this was something more physical because Jonathan is one of the six up for elimination and that scares me for him it scares the fuck out of me for him while we were watching this you became highly concerned about jonathan and yeah me too because he has you know it's post-merge he's highly physical it's all everyone can talk about anytime he does something and the six that are in it are marianne Lindsay, jonathan tori lydia and hi at one point early on, uh, Marianne drops her entire travel and I don't know, she like, or like she drops one and then lets go of the rope and they all fall. And then John, uh, yeah, Probst, Probst kind of like, like makes fun of her. You didn't have to do that, Marianne. Well, I did, Jeffy. Right. She tries to justify it, but she's all smiley like usual. Building some super wobbly stacks. Some people are not like conscientious of it staying like firm like they're trying to go too quick when they're stacking it that yeah, they're real like they're going speed over stability i think that was something that both lydia and hi experienced with their stacks yeah around the sixth block lydia's full drop drop stop her her full stack drops mm -hmm. and then around the seventh uh high's full stack drops uh so then tori's in the lead and then Jonathan loses his full stack. And it's just like, fuck, this is like, this is probably going to be a Tory win. And then what are we going to fucking do? It like ends up being kind of Lindsay versus Tory. But Tory has enough of a dominant lead that as long as she doesn't fuck up, she's got it in the bag. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't fuck up. No, she got it. At this point, I'm in full freak out mode while watching the episode. I'm like, only five. Of course, Jonathan's going to be fucking voted out. He's like the only person that people are like at all threat worthy in this group. Yeah. There is an interesting moment after Tori wins immunity. She's like all hugs and I love you's to Roxroy. She's able to bury the hatchet in her moment of joy. I have a little heart with Jonathan plus Roxroy. I think that when they start going back to camp, that's a big thing. Because they're both bald. I don't know. I just have a heart with them. Jonathan, Jonathan is not bald at all. He has dreadlocks. So does Roxroy. They both have dreadlocks. <laughs> Roxroy does not have dreadlocks. Wait, what? All uh, right. So, so Tori wins. Tori wins. Speaking of Roxroy, he's really feeling that he's been away on Exile Island. So he's trying to hit the ground running, do some socializing. He doesn't want to be sent home. And then Romeo also hits the ground running because he immediately starts targeting Jonathan. He does. Like, immediately. Like, not even a breath, Romeo. Just like, boom, I want to get out Jonathan. Romeo just like, Mike is so far up Jonathan's ass, which is kind of true. They really were broing down. 
but I don't hate the Mike Jonathan bromance. But I, I mean, like, I don't hate anything involving Jonathan. Jonathan's no, no, no. just fantastic. I also don't dislike Romeo. I'm just saying he is correct that if I were Romeo, mm-hmm. I would be wary of Mike and Jonathan hooking up also. Oh, yeah, I know. I know that Jonathan is like a huge threat to actually win. But as a viewer, I can't stand the thought of not watching Jonathan go further in this season. I think High's a bad person to be in an alliance with. He really, Hi? yes, he does not go to bat for Jonathan. He's not protecting Jonathan at all, and they're in an alliance together. Um, even worse than that is fucking Omer. Yeah. Omer is horrible. I am like yelling at Omer so much more than I ever thought I could yell at someone in my notebook. He like is specifically like. Jonathan goes up to Omer and is like, man, this is when I need you. This is when our alliance yes. relies on you. I've been doing my end. I've been feeding you and winning challenges for you. Now you need to protect me. Even when you're freezing up and can't unbraid something, Omer, I then win the challenge right after when you pass the buck to me. Omer is set up to very, very easily twist Lindsay, not Lindsay, fucking... Lydia, flip Lydia to vote out Marianne. It's like, Omer, fucking get rid of Marianne. Who gives a shit about getting rid of Marianne? She's not even that tight in your alliance. Speaking of Marianne, Jonathan is, there's a lot of like, there's just a lot of pinging around on who's being targeted. It's a hot Um, fucking mess. Jonathan is targeting Marianne. And then Omar does begin to move Lydia towards Marianne finally. But he is, he does not do it immediately no it takes jonathan pleading to him well and it also is like lydia basically goes to omer and is like i mean i could go i could go jonathan but i mean what do you what do you think and omer's like well i mean if everybody's wanting to do jonathan and it's like no this is the moment where you need to be like hey no we shouldn't do jonathan because a he's a giant shield for us at any point we can target jonathan yeah any point that Jonathan doesn't win, we can flip it on Jonathan. Any single point. Secondly... People are worried that he could go on a run. That there's a real chance he could go on a crazy run and just be unstoppable. And then be what in the final three. As pointed out, he is fucking shit at puzzles. Yeah, I mean... And there are like there are lots of puzzles. You can't do a full physical run all the way to final three. That's uh, impossible. I don't know. There's more puzzles in the early part of the game when it's more of a team mm. thing. But you're you're not wrong. I will also say Omar, Omar, he's more interested in protecting Marianne than he is in protecting Jonathan. Like Marianne is the, and I, I find it curious. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he finds her easier to manipulate mm. or because of her annoying tendencies. He also views her as a good shield or it's because she has the idol and the extra vote or did it. She doesn't any longer. Does she, does that carry over? Yeah, it does. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it's like, she's an asset for those regards, but yeah, I mean, he really, really protects Marianne in a way that he does not Jonathan. But I don't know if Marianne would ever use her idol or extra vote specifically in, like, in will of Omer, you know what I mean? Like, him... Yeah. No, I don't know either. So I feel like blindsiding her and getting rid of those items is much better than getting rid of your tight ally Jonathan, but... Omar now is targeting Lil Lydia. Mm-hmm. 
to get the heat off of Marianne. I think he calls her little Lydia at least once too. And then um, Marianne, upon finding out from Omar that the votes were on her, fucking starts freaking out. Cannot yeah, handle does. that information whatsoever. Um, yeah. And then, uh, what, Ohai also finds out that the votes are now on Lydia, and he's like 100% non-starter. Interesting. We'll talk about this at the end of things. Yeah, and now, so, like, it's pretty much, Hai has his, his fucking, he's got his thing set on Marianne, trying yes. to flush the idol or vote her off to protect Lydia. Omar is trying to protect Marianne, set on Lydia. Hai versus Omar, who's gal? is going to leave the ring alive. And then a group of people just wanting out Jonathan because he's so strong. Yeah, he's so strong. He's so strong. All right. Should we go into tribal? <laughs> what was that? Let's go to he's tribal. He's so strong. Yes, it was. An, a... Like an Italian. Like, <laughs> he's so strong. He has spicy, strong meatball. Exactly. Perfect. Going to tribal. <laughs> Somebody says that they're a good looking bunch. Probably Jeff. Yeah. I mean, who, oh. who else would there be? And then Jonathan, the camera guy shouting it out. Maybe. Hey, you good looking bunch. Okay. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be funny. Oh, that's a good looking bunch <laughs> behind my camera. Apparently, one of the people dressed up as a waiter when they brought out uh, Applebee's food mm-hmm. and the Applebee's like costume. Yeah. Is just a production member of Survivor. He's like one of the challenge coordinators or something. Oh, that's super, super fun. And then we get the fun, as always, interaction of Jonathan and Jeff. Jonathan being like, well, hello, Mr. Jeff. And I think he says we love you, Mr. Oh, Jeff, okay. specifically. Um, and Jeff just being tickled. Romeo says that he's a human lie detector, and he calls out somebody's bullshit. I don't know what. But he says that he's a human lie detector, and he's like, and I'm beeping tonight, honey. I love it. Um, Hi has his comment about there's drivers and passengers and how he wants to be a driver. I don't know if that's something that you necessarily want to say, Hi. Yeah, that's interesting. It might be better kept to yourself. Um, and then Jeff is like, you know, I used to be a passenger and then my family moved to Seattle and I became a driver. Hmm. And reinvented me into the man you see today. Interesting. We then get like this fun... Moment of Omer being like, now that I'm older and wiser and 30, and I think both Mike and Jeff take offense to that pretty hard. Right. <laughs> I mean, not like seriously, but like goodheartedly. Yes. It is funny that we don't often get like, it was a weird, somewhat candid moment from Jeff that felt ill fitted just because he never does that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's trying to do that a little bit more this the last two seasons with give the us talking a little to the more camera yeah. and, hmm. be a little bit more <laughs> i'm your buddy jeff what if he gets a letter from home this season what if he becomes president jeff probes for, for president? president i don't know if i'd vote for probes probes for... for president has a good ring he really like hones in on the presidential <laughs> uh fitness challenge and it just becomes way more intense i can survive being president <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Let's see. Uh, Roxroy talks about how he's behind on the social game and feeling guilty that they're at tribal because of him. But then his new wife comes and lands on his shoulder and everything's fine. Okay, so you're talking about the beetle that <laughs> lands on Roxroy that freaks out Marianne. Roxroy's like, hey, we're in his neighborhood. Which lends me to the question, which of the four beetles is Roxroy? Mm, Ringo? 
He's Ringo, you think? I don't know anything about the Beatles. It's funny to say he's Ringo. Ringo, Roxroy, I mean, it kind of fits. It does. It was solely off of name. I think he might be a Paul. Okay. Well, let's say Ringo. Cool. Married. Good. I love it. Done and done. I don't know Ringo's wife's name. Blanche? Mrs. Ringo? Blanche Star? <laughs> Mrs. Ringo? <laughs> No, that's his mother, silly. Oh, um, oh. So, uh, Roxroy becomes Ringo, and there's a beetle on his coat for the rest of Tribal. Comes up and votes with him. Absolutely. Is now going to be his pet for the rest of the season. Oh, what about this moment between Marianne and Drea when they like start nitpicking at each <laughs> other? Or, I don't know. It's like Drea says something, and Marianne counters it, and then Drea's like, okay, agree to disagree. And Marianne's all, oh... If you think about it, we're on the same page, but different line. And Nope. No, yeah, we're not. Dre is just not having it. <laughs> I am so sick of Marianne. I, I am surprised that she is like, I feel like she was hardly a target for this vote. I mean, she kind of was, but only to try to deflect votes from other people. She wasn't like brought up as the main vote at all. Yeah. I, and it's not even her bubbly always talking this it's when she gets like needlessly argumentative like her two moments of sassiness at immunity and then also like a couple episodes ago with the like walking pathway and jonathan yeah there's just some like maturity things going on there with being one of the youngest players i think absolutely let's see what else do they talk about jeff addresses how precocious marianne is and asks if she's worried about annoying people to the point of being voted off. I like how Marianne's just like, no, Jeff, we all have things to work on. And just because mine is fucking obvious doesn't mean that it's worse than anyone else's. To be honest, I think she almost brought it home for me. It was like a grounded, good response. And then she's like, she stops abruptly two thirds of the way through it and goes, wait, what did you ask? Yuck, yuck, yuck. I know. Marianne, come on. You almost became a real person for a moment. (laughs) And then, yeah, the Beatle and Roxroy get married. And uh, time to vote. Omar has no vote. And then they come back and no idols are played. There's no. no shot in the dark this episode. No. And the votes come in. We've got and, one. and like it was like a hot mess as votes came in. Like we, I feel like we kept being surprised by votes. Very much didn't know where this was going to go. But we get one vote for Lindsay. Two votes for Marianne. Two votes for Jonathan and five votes for Lydia. Sad. And like the craziest fucking part is that when it cuts to who voted for who, high voted voted for for Lydia. Lydia. I know. We'll have to talk about that. Can't wait to find out what's behind that. Do you feel like he went to bat for her? It was like, no, it's a no, it's a non-starter, but then it just came down to like, I know that that's the way it's going to go, and my vote elsewhere isn't going to change anything. I just wonder about that. I wonder why votes broke down the way that they did, because like, the votes split between Jonathan, Lindsay, and Mary Ann do make up enough to like, counter Lydia's votes. Or even just throwing another vote on Mary Ann because you don't want to vote for Lydia, because that's been your like hard stop ride or die it is confusing very much so i need you to explain hi please tell me senor hi maybe he ate some berries and got a little high 
wrote mm. the wrong name to that. He was voting for the winner. Oh, no. It was that meat. And then he's crying about it. He's got meat poisoning. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of episode six of Survivor 42. Yes. We. <laughs> yes, it is. Episode six. Catch us next week when we cover episode seven. Or more so in like two days. Yes. Follow our Whoopi Week content. Follow us at INT SurvivorCast on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook. We will be finishing Australia before the month of May begins. So Absolutely. don't you worry, babies. Don't you worry before the month of May. That's like giving us a week and a half. It's April right now. I know. It's like. Oh, but not before the end of the month of May. No, before, before May we're... starts. I gotcha. I yes. gotcha. So, yeah, we'll see you next time. I can't wait. Bye-bye. Bye now. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.